On today's Friday Fire, we are talking about identities and labels. We're talking about how you talk to yourself each and every day and the ants, those automatic negative thoughts that we think unconsciously, but yet are impacting our conscious mind. So we are challenging you today to take and reflect 2022 and look at the different seasons and the things that you've accomplished so that we can get into 2023 with a better state of intention and be more aware and more conscious so that we are in control of our mind, our thoughts, and our behavior. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators, and this is The Food Code. Happy Friday. Hello, hello, hello. One week until Christmas, sort of. That is insane. Mm-hmm. I'm in Florida, so. Yeah, I know. I'm just soaking up the sunshine, and I'm hopefully jealous. it's nice weather, and we're on the beach. Last time we went to the beach, it was like rainy and overcast, so yeah. we're going to hope it's I need a beach way. vacation soon. We're only going to the beach one day, then we'll be back at the resort most of the time. Yeah. Putting Marcus in all of the things that we can, putt-putt. That'll be a disaster. It'll be like Happy Gilmore again. Nick tried to take Carson putt-putt one time, and I had Taylor, and like it was the four of us. We mm-hmm. went to this like park um, that's nearby our house in St. Charles that has like a putt-putt. It has mm-hmm. a multiple different parks. Like It's kind of this big campus, and Nick is very into golf. For those of you that do not listen regularly to the podcast. Um, he's like home part-time because he's golfing the other part-time. <laughs> My husband and I have had many discussions and I told him, I was like, if you can make money golfing, you can golf full time. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I have to practice more to be good at the golf, to be able to make money on it. (laughs) And I was like, well, that's a conundrum for you, isn't it? (laughs) So anyways, Nick like very much so wanted Carson to really like the putt putt. Mm -hmm. Carson is four. Attention span is not super great. And Nick got very frustrated on like hole number 12 and basically ruined it for everyone. He's like, that's it. Fine. If you don't want to do this anymore, fine, let's go. And I was like, Nick, (laughs) in the meantime, Taylor's like trying to crawl into the little handmade streams that they have along the course because she just wanted to be in the water. And I'm like trying to manage her and Carson's just getting distracted. And then there's some random kid that was like eight years old that had departed from his family and was like on our ass the whole time, like basically doing the whole at the same time we were doing it. And I could tell Nick was getting very agitated. And I was like, let's just leave. This is, this has been fun, but we're just going to cut this short. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. We went to the indoor putt-putt in the Dells a couple months ago and it's like glow in the dark. It looks really cool. It was really fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, we had a group of teenagers behind us and we're like, we're sorry. We're just going to get out of the way. Cause I mean, he's literally like happy Gilmore, just like swinging the, you know, club around everywhere and <laughs> no like connection to like yes. the ball needs to get from here to there. It's just like wherever it goes. So we just left after two holes. I was like, forget it. This is a bad idea. And paid $20 for this. Yesterday, Taylor, we have like multiple baseball bats, kids baseball bats in our house. And Taylor, we have a balloon and she was hitting the balloon with the baseball bat. And then she just decided to start hitting everything in our kitchen. So it was like banging into all the cabinets with the baseball bat. And I was just like, oh my God. I, this Crazy. is why our house is never clean. Mm-hmm. And there's always things broken and destroyed. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, I'm excited for today's podcast. I think yes. it's going to be, you know, really good. We want to talk with you guys, you know, a real, like I would say serious conversation today, more so than like a Friday fire, mm-hmm. um, around your thoughts. Um, you know, and, and this is really hard every day you're going to face. I still, you know, deal with them. Becca deals mm-hmm. with them. Um, ants is what we call them. The automatic negative thoughts, right? So you wake up in the morning and let's say you weigh yourself and that happened to me this morning. I was like, what the fuck? Excuse my language. We, we have some profanity on this podcast sometimes. Um, well, my period came today. All right. That makes me feel a little bit better about it, but I still wasn't like super happy, you know, about it. And then I'm like, okay, spilled my pre-workout on the way out the door, going to the gym. It's just like everything uh-huh. in a row that, you know, Mark is like, woke up early and you know, blah, blah, blah. And so it's just like all these little things that were like kind of happening after I had that situation where like I weighed and then I'm just like pissed <coughs> off. And that's very unusual for me. Like it's not happened in a long time, but I had to quickly catch that, reframe it, evaluate and analyze some things and then just move on with my day. But most people stay stuck in this spiral where they let this turn into I'm fat, I'm ugly, I can't. Uh, I should just stay home, like, you know, or I should just skip my workout today, or I should do double workout because, you know, the scale was up and I didn't want it to be up. And so maybe I should starve myself today and do more cardio and whatever. And so we let these automatic negative thoughts control us, control our actions, and then eventually become part of our identity and we turn them into labels. Um, And so what we want to challenge you with today is to think about the thoughts that you have, pay attention to them. 95% of our thoughts are unconscious. 5% of them are conscious. So you have to start to pay attention to that unconscious dialogue and really capture it so that you can reframe it. And it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it's hard. And I think a lot of people hide this behind humor. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel so fat. Like, oh, I have to wear my high-waisted leggings so I don't, can suck in all my fat. Like all of the mm-hmm. comments that you laugh at and you joke at, you guys you know that those are truly what you feel and that is damaging to your negative, to your mindset, to your emotions. And like Liz was saying, so much of this is unconscious. And I, I intentionally attempt, like I worked to conquer this about three years ago because I had a very unhappy life for no reason. Here's the thing. It was for no reason. I had a great life. I had a lot of things that were very positive in my life. I had a lot of very supportive people that loved me. I hated myself and it literally ruined my life for multiple years. And on the outside, people probably wouldn't look at me and know this, but on the inside, like I would have days that my entire day would be ruined by the weight on the scale in the morning or Mm -hmm. the fact that like I saw myself in a video and I saw like a belly hanging over pants or like whatever it was that would trigger me. Or for me at that time, it was like a bad workout would like Mm -hmm. send me spiraling for the entire day. And my poor husband would catch this wrath when I would get home and he would be like, Oh, like it was just, and he jokes now. And he's like, I mean, I loved you, but like, you're much less crazy now than you used to be. Um, because I intentionally for probably about six months lived my life in slow motion, paying attention to every thought that came into my mind and questioning it and asking myself, is this reality? Why do I feel this way? For example, I would put on like a sports bra. Like I would order maybe a sports bra from a company and I would put it on and it would feel super tight. And I would be immediate thought, oh, I'm so fat. If I was just a little bit smaller, this would fit better. I would feel better in it. I would be able to wear it. But I would stop myself when that thought would happen and it would be like, okay, what's reality about this? Maybe their sizing is a little weird. Maybe I am actually a large, like I'll be honest, first form clothes, 
I'm an extra large all day long. Oh my God. All day long. They're, and like that, would I love be, them. I love, I love them. them. But your sizing, <laughs> you can be a medium in some and an extra large in others. Becca was like, "Are you sure you're ordering an extra large in that shirt?" And I was like, "Yeah," because I made the mistake before of getting a medium, and it was like for a midget. I mean, not a midget, but like a you know, a very small, very person. small person. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, sizing yeah. sucks. Yeah, you can and be a size four in exactly. one and a size eight in another. And a lot of people show this on social media. Like mm-hmm. they put to, they put in front of you like five sets of pants that are all the same size that are all completely different sizes. Like that is why. So I would stop myself in that moment and I would be like, okay, what's reality about this? Maybe this is just too tight for my body. Maybe it's not my body is too big for this. Maybe this outfit is just too small for me. That was a big shift for me. I honestly changed my style a lot across the past few years. And that started it. Like when I was trying to fit clothes that were too small on me, that were from a previous life that like I no longer lived, I was miserable all day, every day. Cause I would put on clothes that were too tight on me. That's a horrible feeling. Try doing that all day, every day. And then I would have to question these thoughts and then I would have to shift them. You have to question them. You have to shift them. And at first it feels so fake. Like I would feel like I don't believe what I'm telling myself right now. I don't believe the fact that I'm okay in this body or that, you know, this isn't a place that I'm upset being at. And it took me literally multiple months of just constantly putting more positive in my mind. Mm -hmm. And like I said, some days felt super fake, super artificial, super fabricated. But eventually I started to see so much more positive. And it, it, took, it took practice because the mindset that you have right now is a conditioning that you have created from many years, if not decades at this point, of you having negative automatic thoughts. Yeah. And I, I think too, you know, we want to preface here that we're talking about people who are doing the work and they're still having these thoughts. Right. I think there's there's two sides to this coin because you have, you know, on one hand, that situation that you were in or the situation that I am in, like I'm eating well, tracking my food, I'm going to the gym, I'm getting my steps in, just in a season right now where I'm up a couple of pounds and my period is not my friend, you know. Um <laughs> on the other hand, you have individuals who wake up and they have these automatic negative thoughts and they're not doing anything about it in terms of you're not showing up for yourself. And so it's even easier for that group of people to let these things spiral because they can't stand firm and say, yeah, but I'm showing up for myself today. And that's what I want to challenge you guys with. As we wrap up 2022, I want to challenge all of you before January 1st comes to reflect upon this year and look at what are the things that you're proud of like, I'm really proud that we finished 75 hard, mm-hmm. right? We attempted phase one a few times, you know, we are going to do 75 hard again, or, you know, the task and the habits and the routine and the things that we got out of that, I'm proud of because there was a lot of mental growth. There was a lot of, you know, business growth there and personal growth and personal development. And those are things that I'm proud of. And so even if you have a day where you're tired, you're feeling a little fluffy. That's what I call it. You're not fat. You're just having a fluffy day. You know, you can stand firm in knowing that you are showing up and you are still doing the work because we all have bad days. We all have days that suck. Hands down, I have days just like everybody else listening to this podcast where I am frustrated AF and all I want to do is go sit in a room and cry and listen to some Kelly Clarkson and drink a bottle of wine. It's, it's truth. It is. It is so truth. And what Liz is talking about too is like this people that aren't doing anything about it. You then become the victim. 
And that victim mentality right now in this world, guys, it is strong. We got to pull up that post from Kayla um, that -hmm. basically it talks about we have created this society that believes that not being okay is okay. But what is that fuel? Like, here's the thing. Not being okay is okay. It's okay to not feel amazing or happy all the time, but it's not okay to accept that as life. It's not okay to live in that constantly day after day when you can change it. You are the controller of your life if you weren't informed about that. Like, you are the one in power. But when you give up that power to external sources, now you are the victim. You are the victim mentality. And a lot of people don't even realize they do that. And that is why we're asking you today to pay attention to your thoughts. Pay attention to how much you're blaming your job for the fact that they have the break room and that has the chocolate in it and then you're tempted all day long. Versus looking in the mirror and realizing, oh wait, I'm the person that grabs that food and puts it in my mouth. Sure, temptation makes it harder. I'm not discounting that at all. Absolutely, it makes it harder. But at the end of the day, we cannot live in this victim mentality, in this identity of life dealt me a bad hand. Do you know how many people life dealt a bad hand to that are crushing it? Mm -hmm. A lot. But you don't hear about the fact that life dealt them a bad hand. You hear about the fact that they are pushing through no matter what. Mm -hmm. And we we have to realize we are the ones. We are the ones that are running our lives. No one else. Yeah. Every day you, you wake up, you get another opportunity and you get to make the choices. You choose what goes in your mouth. You choose to move your body or not to move your body. You can find, as I said on a couple of podcasts, a couple of Fridays ago, you can find the time. You can get up in the morning. You can get to work early, walk around the parking lot. You can go for you know a walk after your lunch. Like I'm telling you guys, and I, I think I've said this before, if you don't know that My past life, I was a human resource manager. No boss in their right mind is going to expect you to sit at your desk from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. without feeding yourself, giving yourself water, going to the bathroom, or God forbid, getting up and going for a 10 to 15 minute walk. To maintain your sanity and your productivity, you need to be doing those things. And if you feel like your job doesn't support that, then maybe you should get a new job or you should have a conversation with your boss or get better at your productivity. One of those three options needs to happen because it's unrealistic. You would literally kill yourself over a job and not do the things that make you happy and productive, like getting up and moving your body in the morning time, feeding yourself good quality nourishing foods because you planned and you prepared on the weekend. Some people will say, oh, my job just, it's 24 seven, it's nonstop, it just completely (coughs) takes over and consumes me. That's an identity that you have accepted. You need to put boundaries in place or you need to decide that, hey, I am actually the person that is allowing this to happen. Mm-hmm. I am letting this job dictate my life and my health and you'll die for that job. Is that job worth it for you? I, I'm just, I can't understand and wrap my head around that because I have multiple people that have told me this and like, I get it. If you're high up in corporations, sure, I'm, you're not working 40 hours a week. You're probably working 80, 90 hours a week. Heck, mm-hmm. Beck and I work 70, 80 hours a week. Like Absolutely. we get it. At the same time, we could not, show up, perform, and be productive if we didn't show up for ourselves. And so when you wake up in the morning and you have that thought when you look in the mirror, back it up with the things that you can do to change this and to reverse this, right? Because a year from now, you can either be staring at yourself in the mirror and be like, hey, you know what? I'm still working on myself. I'm still evolving. I'm still growing. I'm still pushing. There's things that I still want to accomplish physically, mentally, and emotionally. 
but I'm here for it and I've been doing it instead of the regret and the pain of, man, another year went by, gained another 15 pounds. Man, another year went by and I didn't take that course. Man, another year went by and I'm still stuck in this job that I'm letting consume me and drown me in life. So that is, that's one thing that I just wanted to bring up today because I think so many people, they have these thoughts and they let them consume them and then it becomes your identity. I'm too busy. I'm depressed. I'm fat. I'm anxious, right? We have these labels that we put on ourselves because we feel a type of way. And then we go to the doctor and the doctor says, well, you know what? We should put you on anxiety medication. Ah, you're sad. Let me give you some depression medication. Instead of how about we nourish your body? We look at your gut. We get you moving. We get you some sunlight. We get you laughing with your friends away from a screen all the time. Are you really depressed? Are you really anxious? Or is it a blood sugar issue? Listen, I don't want to downplay that depression and anxiety are very real. Mental disorders are very real. But I do strongly believe that all of it can be reversed if you work on it. And I strongly believe that through therapy and connection with other people and good quality food, sunlight and movement, you can get out of this place and you can get away from that season of life that you lived in that state. You don't have to accept. And we've, you know, we've done some podcasts in the past around even autoimmune conditions. And do you place this label on me as I'm someone that has Hashimoto's or had children's rheumatoid arthritis. And so I have an autoimmune condition. So that's my crutch. These things shouldn't be your crutch. Instead, rise up and take every single day that you have living and breathing on this earth and, and put it with intention and purpose to live it out to your fullest. So if you're somebody who's been in that place, think about that. Maybe you were on anxiety medication or depression medication. Maybe you went through a really hard time. My mom's anniversary of passing is five years ago this month. That was a really hard time. If I had to ever say in my life that I was depressed or anxious, that was the season. It was a season and I had to pull myself out of it. I've talked about it before. You know, I coped with wine. I coped with food. I coped with going out. I coped with distraction, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of facing that grief. And it was a self-soothing thing that I'm not proud of. But at that moment in that season, that was the reality. So if you've been in that place, I want you to think about, do you still speak to yourself as that type of person? I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I'm X, Y, or Z, whatever that label is. Or was it that season that you were in and now you've risen up beyond it? Absolutely. And I think, like Liz was saying, I think there's a lot of people that walk around generally unhappy with their life, Mm -hmm. but they don't face the emotions of why they're unhappy. They've just decided like, I'm not pleased with where I'm at in life, whether it's professionally, whether it's financially, whether it's physically. And so they just stay there versus diving into it. Like how many people we talk to that are resistant to meditation, that are resistant to journaling, that are resistant to visualization. I'm not the, I just can't do that. My mind races. I can't slow my mind down. I think about all the things I have to do or, you know, I just, I, I, I can't get my mind to calm down. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe you are literally avoiding the emotions you have about yourself or your life or whatever it is. Get help. Get to a therapist. Journal about it. Face it yourself. Like you have to address these built up emotions. We were actually talking, one of our clients, Kristen, was on a call and she deals sometimes with like uh, hives, like red irritation on her skin. And she said she was having a really stressful weekend. She's like, you know, and I just let myself have this like huge cry and my hives immediately went away. Mm-hmm. You guys, 
The stress and trauma. I'm sorry. Can we talk about literally like physiological manifestation of your emotions? And we, we're going to talk about this. If there is a science, a field of science called psychoneuroimmunology. Oh my gosh. Psychoneuroimmunology that has demonstrated the connection between the mind and the body. And it is based on the principle that our biology will shape itself to our thoughts. Your every thought produces a biochemical reaction in the brain. And the brain then releases chemical signals that are transmitted to the body where they act as messengers of the thought. The thoughts that produce the chemicals in our brain that allow our body to feel exactly the way that you literally were just thinking. So every thought produces a chemical that is matched by a feeling in your body. Essentially, when you feel happy, when you feel inspired, when you feel positive thoughts uplifted, your brain manufactures chemicals that confirm those feelings. And the contrary, when you participate in you know, something that's ex- pleasurable, dopamine is released. We've talked about dopamine. You don't want too much of dopamine. You don't want too little of dopamine. Both are a problem. Same thing with feeling hateful, angry, unworthy. Your thoughts immediately do become matter. Like, it matters, you guys. It matters what you think. It matters what you feel. And if you are avoiding those feelings and those emotions and you are unhappy in general, it's time to face them. Are you wanting to be somewhere else differently with your body physically? If you are, have you done literally everything in your power to get there? And if you do and you're not happy doing those things, ask yourself why. If you don't want to do those things, ask yourself why you don't want to do it. Like you have to dig deeper. You cannot expect someone to just throw a protocol at you or a calorie plan or a, you know, anything, supplements, whatever, and it fix the fact that deep-rooted, you have emotional trauma that you aren't facing. And it's just the reality of it. it like, there is no way around avoiding your feelings, mm-hmm. and you have to face them. You have to face what you are struggling with. And if you struggle to get to that, find someone to help you get there. Yeah. It takes a lot of work to make these changes and shifts. And as I mentioned before, you spend 95% of your time thinking unconsciously. You need to start tapping into that and analyze what's going on and change it. You can change your, your thoughts. I mean, you, you recognize this automatic negative thought, the ant, right? You respond to it with something different. You rewrite that story. You take control of it. It's your story to write. You just have to make sure that you're paying attention instead of just letting the day fly by and, hey, I'm going to end up at the McDonald's drive-thru again because I felt fat this morning, so I might as well just eat what I want today because I already feel this kind of way. Maybe I'll start tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow will be a better day. Maybe I'll be more inspired. Hey, wait, maybe tomorrow I'm going to be more motivated. There it is. I'm going to wait until I'm motivated. Jump up and down in the mirror. That should make you motivated. That's our little telltale. My husband and I always say it. Jump up and down the mirror in your birthday suit. There's some motivation if you need it. I'm just kidding, guys. But in all seriousness, if you are not showing up and you're not doing the things that make you feel better and that you're proud of and that you're inspired by and you're just letting these thoughts control your life, you're living life subpar. You're setting, settling for mediocre if at best. And we want more for you, right? And it's, it's really sad in the world that we live in because I think we see, and I think Monday's podcast will be around this in terms of mindset. Um, we're gonna talk about one of... Um, the ladies that we follow, we really like her, Kayla Barnes on uh, Instagram. You know, we're going to give you guys some comparison and talk about when we are talking nutrition and mindset and foundational health, it all matters as to how you feel in your life each and every day. So if you're somebody right now who's just accepted the ants, 
I want you to start journaling about it. What are they? Week one, just write down, man, I can be a nasty person to myself. I can be super mean. I know Becca can be super mean to herself too. We talk about these things together. Find a friend, find somebody to talk about. These things are normal. But how you respond to them is what you get to decide. And if you keep just sweeping under the rug, you're going to wake up a year from now and wish that things were something different. And man, we don't want that for you guys. We want you to really reflect upon this year, get ready for 2023, get ready to take control of these things. I like to think about what my word is going to be for the year. I I put every year I have a word and I analyze it and I write it down and I journal about it. And so maybe for you, it's control. Maybe for you, it's discipline. You know, whatever it is that you need to do to shift to get out of this place, but recognize what these thoughts are. And then I want you to also think about what are those labels that you put on yourself? What do you identify as? Are you continuing to live in a season that was decades ago? Maybe you were an awesome baseball player or you were an amazing dancer or a track star or whatever it was in college. But now you're in a different season of life. Becca's talked about this in terms of like her soccer and stuff like that. Right? I used to identify as a, a few different things when I was younger. But now life is different, and that's what you really need to embrace, and you can decide what labels you want to put on yourself. For me, I don't want any negative labels. I don't even care about the Hashimoto's or the children's RA anymore. I care about my present state. I'm a mom. I want to be energetic. I want to be joyful. I want to be inspiring to other people. Right? I want to be uplifting to people. I want to have energy to show up in my life the way that I know I'm intended to. And so whatever those labels are, write those down too and then burn them, rip them up, whatever you need to do. If that season that you went through that was really challenging is still shackled to you in some way, you've got to find a way to let that go. Otherwise, you're still going to be living not at your fullest potential because you're bringing those things from past chapters into your new chapter. And we have an opportunity as we go into January 1st, 2023, to let all this BS go. Keep it behind you. Start fresh, but between now and then, you've got what, 12 days, something like that, whatever day this airs, the 18th, to, to do some of this work, to journal about this, to write these things down, to seek out a counselor, to seek out, maybe it's a pastor, maybe it's, you know, you're joining a women's group at church, whatever it is for you that you need to do, do those things and let's embark into 2023 as a completely different person, the best version of you. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.